Welcome to the Together for Good podcast, a podcast specifically designed to inspire, challenge, and uplift you during your daily walk of faith. We are starting a new podcast series, friends. I'm really excited about this one. We had such a great response last Lent to uh, me taking time to interview many members of the Bethany staff about their faith journey. And so I kind of wanted to do something similar here in the fall just to help you get to know some of the people who work here at Bethany. I'm setting up what I'm calling staff stories, where I'm just going to sit down and have a conversation with different members of the Bethany staff, and, and we'll see where the conversation takes us. Today's episode is a great conversation I had with Colleen Mackey. Colleen serves as the coordinator of communications and media here at Bethany Lutheran Church. And Colleen has a real interest in Ted Lasso. So that's the majority of our conversation is about this show on Apple TV and some of the theological implications of the show. I really hope you enjoyed it. We had a ton of fun recording it. And there really is some some real gems that Colleen offers as we talk about this this story and the importance of community uh, and the importance of growth as well in relational settings. So I really hope you enjoy it. As always, thank you so much for listening. Please share this with family and friends far and wide. Let other people know about this great resource um, as a way to stay connected to your faith uh, on the days between Sundays. But now here it is, a conversation with Colleen Mackey. everybody. Thanks for listening to the Together for Good podcast. We're starting a new series here that we're calling Staff Stories. And I have with me right now, Colleen Mackey. Hello, Colleen. Hello, Nate. How are you doing? Great. Glad to have you back on the podcast. Uh, you might have remembered Colleen did one of the Faith Journey podcasts back in Lent. But during these Staff Stories, we just want to take some time to get to know the staff at Bethany a little bit better and also kind of dive into some of your favorite theological issues. But before we get to that, Let's just do the quick hits. Okay. We want to just find out a little bit about you. Colleen, where is your hometown? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in northern Minnesota in a small town called Eveleth, which is where the U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame is. Whoa. It's a mining town. Um, It's pretty small, like 3,000 people, close to Canada, close to the border, north of Duluth. Yep. Very cold. Super cold. Bitter winters. But they're fun. Ice skating, ice fishing. Snowballs. Do you still have family back in that area? Yes, my dad lives there and all of his siblings, so my aunts and uncles live up there. Oh, cool. So you still get mm-hmm. to go back from time to time. Okay, and then now, uh, what's like? how long have you been here at Bethany and what's your role? I started at Bethany last December, so coming up on a year. Wow. And my role is the coordinator of communications. Coordinator of community. You say that very hesitantly. Well, sometimes we throw <laughs> media in there, so but I think it's technically the coordinator of communication. So I work on the website and I do the social media in conjunction with a lot of the staff here. And I try to promote the events of Bethany to the wider community to make sure that we're spreading the message of Jesus in the best way possible. Yeah, you do a really good job, too, with, I mean, any of the graphics that you might see on the the screens on Sunday morning, around the building, or on our live stream. That's all you. Yes, that is me. Spend yeah. a lot of time making slides. <laughs> nope. And you're really good at it. We love it. We love it. It makes us look very professional. Um, and then, uh, what were you doing before you started here? So directly before I started here, I was working for a nonprofit in Nashville, Tennessee, helping um, folks who were impacted by the tornado there. Mm. And then before that, I was a student at Vanderbilt Divinity School. 
That's right. You also have your Master of Divinity degree, correct? Yes, I do. So do I. It's Twinsies. It's very official. <laughs> it is. It's very official. Um, and such a strange degree. Uh, that's what I always think about is just such a strange degree that we have. A wide variety of classes that I took to get that degree. I will say it's it's one of, I mean, it's just so valuable um, having you here at Bethany in the role that you're in with that degree as well, because you bring such a theological lens to everything that we're trying to do, which I, I've just really appreciated and found helpful. And hopefully it's been a fun way for you to kind of put that degree into practice in a creative and, you know, different way than what you might have expected. Yeah, I definitely feel like it's merged my love for art and creativity and design with my my connection to theological justice and ethics and things like that. Yeah, definitely. Well, and kind of related to this, so you have all this coordinator of communications and media stuff that you do, but then you also happen to have this Master of Divinity degree, and so I turned to you and I said, Colleen, would you please lead a growth group? And you did last spring... And you are again this fall. And this is what I really want to talk about because this is where it's going to get super interesting. Tell us about the growth group that you're leading with your partner, Nick. So we are leading a growth group on Ted Lasso, which is a show on Apple TV about a American football coach who goes to England to become a football coach over there, which is soccer. Right. And um, it's rich with humor and emotion but also all of these theological issues that I just found super compelling my partner Nick asked me two or three years ago to watch a show about soccer and I said no and then he said no really we have to watch it and I did and I fell in love so not really a sports person but that's That's what I was gonna ask next yeah you're not really a soccer fan before any of this this is what I always hear about people with that show too is like oh I don't like soccer I don't want to watch it but it's really well, it is all about soccer. It, it, it also just kind of feels like a sub-theme to the show itself. Yes, it's definitely about community. You can really mm. look at the team as a somewhat functional, somewhat dysfunctional community. They really love on one another. They grow as individuals and as a team. They have um, highs and lows, which I think can really model what happens in Christian community, too. It's not always yeah. perfect. Um, people have to do their own individual growth in order to grow together as a group. And sometimes it's messy and sometimes it's hard. One of the things, I mean, Ted Lasso came out, do you know when the first season dropped? Was it 2020 or 2019? I think 2020. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I find really fascinating is it just feels, I, I've watched the whole series up until this point myself and loved it, by the way, you, you all should watch it. It's great. Um, but it's really fascinating for me because it feels like TV typically has been uh, a very cynical space, and you just think about most of the shows that are really popular um, in recent memory have been more, you know, you think about, I guess it's been a little while now, but like The Office, um, or trying to think of some other ones, or even like Arrested Development, like some of these shows are just super sarcastic, very, very cynical, and then the pandemic hits, and we get Ted Lasso, which was like a breath of fresh air that I think everyone needed because it's so charming and so endearing. Um, Ted Lasso as a character, as the coach, he is just the most positive individual in season one. I should season say. one, yes. Spoiler alert. Um, but I, like, I think there was something really valuable. I, I wonder if that's part of why it connected so deeply and was such a hit is just because we needed <laughs> that breath of fresh air in the midst of pandemic there. I don't Definitely. know what you, yeah. 
I mean, I remember back to the beginning days of the pandemic and watching Tiger King, which definitely didn't do much for my mental health. That's right. That was super cynical as well. Absolutely. And just like unsettling. Yeah, so we started, Nick and I started that show maybe at like noon on one of the, on a pandemic day, and we stayed up until midnight finishing it because we were so just like wrapped up in it, but it was not pleasant. It was not good. It was just really sad. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's too funny. Wow. That is a typical pandemic day, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> 12 to midnight, just working your way through one of these shows. But then uh, in Ted Lasso, I mean, there's so, not only is it just, well, I mean, the way I would describe it is this such a hopeful show. And there is, you know, sadness and broken relationships and defeats and losses and, you know, all sorts of other, you know, bad things going on. And yet it, it never leaves you feeling um, despaired. Right. I think the writers do a really good job of embracing the true reality of of human life like there are ups and downs and um there are things like funny things that just happen and um I think the writers for me did a really good job of highlighting how important it is to just laugh and how important it is to be with people and sometimes that's not always pretty but sometimes it's really funny so what um for you personally what do you think your favorite part of the show is um or character or moment in the series like just for you personally what what resonated the most so i really love ted but i also really love rebecca she is the owner of the um team that ted's on and or that ted's the coach of and we meet her in the beginning of the show in a really difficult time she's getting divorced from her husband who is like a player and has this new um young wife um, and Rebecca, she's just really hardened. And as she encounters Ted, she slowly starts to become more personable, more, um, not necessarily happy, but more of like a well-rounded character. And I love seeing her in this moment of crisis kind of blossom into this person that's not healed, but becomes anew after mm-hmm. this really really difficult situation right well and i mean part of it too she is like initially one of the more cynical characters where she only gets this becomes the owner of this football team in the divorce just as a way to stick it to her Mm ex-husband and then she hires ted who as you said is an american football coach just because she wants the team to fail yes and really is kind of using ted like to make a fool of him to make a fool of the whole endeavor and it backfires because Ted's so endearing. Yes. <laughs> what does he do? He like makes cookies. Was it cookies or? Biscuits. Biscuits. That's what it was. Yeah, which I think are American cookies. And Rebecca tries to figure out what bakery they're from. But Ted actually He's has been making, making them, them himself. Yes. Yeah. And it just, I don't know. I love, I appreciate you bringing that up too. Because that whole storyline is really, really neat for the way that, um, intentional relationship time can really change characters, right? Like that she had no good intentions for Ted and and Ted was always popping into her office and she was clearly just trying to like shoo him away. Mm-hmm. And then he just, he he's really good at trying to find the way to make the connection with the other people. Yes. And he does it, he does it with his players as well, of course. Um, but, but there, right, like there's just something, I love the way that the whole show highlights 
like you said, the importance of community, the value of relationships, um, just what a, right? Like that's such a theological theme in mm-hmm. and of itself. I think it also really happens with Roy Kent and Keeley when they start dating. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of open each other up, and Roy Kent is also a, a fan favorite in the show. He's a really angry, gruff, <laughs> gruff, yes. gruff is a good word. Gruff's a good angry word. and kind of gruff, um, older soccer player. So he's on kind of the edge of retirement. Has a lot of knee issues. He takes ice baths. He screams and swears a lot because he's just <laughs> in a lot of pain. And he starts dating um, his supermodel, Keely, who's starting her kind of communications management career, I guess. So she's in a time of transition as well. And watching their relationship flourish is just really, really cool. And so, right, like that is, too, before we started recording, you talked about how the theme of growth is really important to the show. And I think we're you're, we're really highlighting that with just the ways that these characters are changing before our eyes because of the ways they're interacting with others. Like, let's think about that theologically. Do you see growth as a real theological issue? I mean, in your growth group, are you going to be talking about it in such a way? Well, that could be week one. I haven't really planned out the growth group. Um, I think it's interesting to think about growth in the context of I want to say like baptism, like every day being washed anew, mm. um, which is a really important theological concept for me personally. Um, this idea that we might have messed up the day before and that doesn't mean that God doesn't love us or that we're forsaken or sinful or completely disregarded in the eyes of God, but it does mean that we have this wonderful opportunity to wash our hands, wash our face, and just try again. Yeah. Remember the waters of baptism. Um, I I think also, like, what this show highlights that is important to me as a Christian concept is being rooted in Christian community. Even though we're trying to grow and be better people individually, that doesn't happen in a vacuum. It Mm. always happens in the context of community, or at least it should. Mm -hmm. And that is shown to us in, in the Bible and in the stories that we have, sacred texts. Absolutely. No, I love that. And I mean, the the baptism theme too, what's so interesting about it, when I think about growth, um, there's parts of me that kind of bristle a little bit because I feel like our society is obsessed with growth in every circumstance. And I always find myself, I'm like, has no one read the Lorax, right? You can't keep biggering and biggering because then there will be no trees left. Uh, but right, we are obsessed with growth. And so it's this interesting piece of the baptismal promise that says, no, no, like you're loved just the way you are, right? Like this is, this is no, there's no growth that has to happen for you to earn this, this love, this acceptance. And yet when we really like own that and recognize the promise of being loved as we are, it inherently does change us in sort of a growth way, I think. Yeah, and I think growth for me, uh, the way I think about it, the more that I know myself, the more that I know God, the more that I was created in the image of God, and um, the more that I discover different parts of myself, different things that I'm good at, different things that I'm bad at, different things that I'm passionate about, justice, art, um, weaving, biking, different things like that, I get to understand God better through myself. Oh, I love that point. I think that's so valuable and important. I remember I took a, a class in seminary um, 
it's called spiritual practices, but one of the things that our professor had us do was um, do some do some work with personality tests. Mm. And that's what she said. She's like, as you get to know yourself better and who you are, you inherently are getting to know God better as well because we are created in the image of God. So as you learn more about yourself, you're learning more about God at the same time. And that just, that blew my mind in the moment. And it's still something, I mean, I've I've done many podcasts about the Enneagram. Um, I think that's part of why I'm so passionate about that particular personality system is it resonated with me, but I really see it as like, as we can understand ourselves better, and how we relate to one another, all of that is about, you know, is, is a theological idea as well, understanding God a little bit better. Definitely. So how do you do that in your own life? Ooh, I'm trying to embrace the fact that I think I'm truly an introvert. I've spent much of my life trying to be an extrovert, and I have very good friends that I love spending time with, but I do rest and recharge better by myself. Um so dealing with that kind of like FOMO, fear of missing out, yeah, yeah. is really hard for me. Something that I've been trying to embrace more lately. Um, also, I'm in a time of trying to like really get into my body, do more exercise, figure out what I like, what I don't like. Um, I love doing art and trying new things. I weave and don't always make a lot of time for it. But when I do, that's when I feel like I get to know myself best. I can mix with colors and textures and just try out different things. Um, I also spend a lot of time caring for my niece, and so that's a role that, kind of like a parental role that I'm trying to live into and figure out what what I can do to mentor her and what I can do to like be the best kind of role model for her, and I really feel like that's a spiritual calling as well. Really cool. Oh, I love hearing you talk about it like that. That's, I mean, it's just so important for, um, for us to embrace those opportunities we have, right? Like with nieces, nephews, children, and seeing that as a vocation. Yeah, that's really, I've never, I've never heard someone describe that like that. Maybe they'll talk about like caring for their kids, but it's really neat that you're talking about caring for your niece in such a way. Yeah, I see her most weekends and I just really feel like it's this important, special time. And she has, you know, a mom and a dad that are with her all the time. And I just feel like I get to be part of that circle of people that are raising her up and, and growing her into the best person she can be. Yeah, that's great. Well, Colleen, uh, awesome. This is incredible. Uh, all of you listening, you should definitely sign up for Colleen and Nick's growth group about Ted Lasso. And short of that, you should at least watch the show. Um, it's really great. I can't say enough about it. And Colleen, just thanks for all the work that you do here, for your wisdom and your patience and all the ways that you really are, um, you just make Bethany such a better place with your efforts and your artistic ability and your theological thought that you bring to all of it. It's really great to work with you. Thank you, Nate. That's really important for me to hear. I appreciate that. Sincerely. Yeah, and even if you don't want to sign up for the growth group, happy <laughs> to talk about Ted anytime over coffee, donuts, in between the services, whenever. Yep, Colleen is here almost every Sunday. You can usually find Colleen at the Mission Center, helping out with Sarah and Kevin, one of those floaters that's around on Sunday mornings. But hey, friends, thanks for listening to this staff conversation. We really appreciate you tuning in. Stay in peace, everyone. <laughs>